Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope everybody's week is going well. What's new with me? Let's get right into it because I'm excited to talk today. Also excited to report that here in Chicago, my wish came true that it is indeed cooler outside. Last week I said that I was waiting for the chill. The chill is here. It fully feels like a new season. Probably also because I've been doing many autumn activities. We went to an apple orchard slash pumpkin patch, which was so much fun. It definitely set the tone for October. We had actually been to this place last year, and we were so impressed by it. It's huge. It's beautiful. A lot of people go. It seems that they put a lot of time and effort into keeping it so nice. It's just a great place outdoors and indoors. They have a cute shop there too where you can buy donuts and drinks and candles. We bought some fall candles and it was actually really nice to buy fall candles at a place that has more small business type things. Like these were handmade candles that we bought. We bought a vanilla smelling one and then an apple cider smelling one. Of course when we got home the first thing that we did was light them. Which definitely makes our home feel a million times cozier. But yes, we got our pumpkins, we got our apples, we got our chill in the air. And something that we had to do in order to go on this excursion is we had to rent a car. Which this is the first time that I've ever rented a car. And it was a very interesting experience. It was a good experience. But something that I found out about myself is that I don't love driving cars that are not mine or not somebody that I'm extremely close to, like a family member. I felt a bit timid driving this car, knowing that it was somebody else's. And we had gotten the insurance for it and all of that, and I'm a good driver, but I don't know guys, I was not expecting that. I also got a haircut, which I told you last week that if the temperatures weren't gonna change, I was gonna do little things to make it feel like the season was changing. And one of the things that I feel like I tend to do in the fall is cut my hair. I get a haircut probably once a year, which I know is not a lot at all, but it's because that one time that I get it done, I do an actual haircut. Like I cut it from long to short. And I guess it's not even really that short, just short for me. It's shoulder length, so not incredibly dramatic, but you get the idea. I just don't love getting a haircut when you can't really tell that you've gotten a haircut. You know what I mean? Like if you're just doing like a half an inch or an inch or something like that, I feel like I can't really notice it. So I'll just wait until it gets really long and then I'll cut it really short. And then I'll wait the whole year until it gets really long again. And then within that year, I get multiple different lengths of hair. I know that a hairstylist would probably tell me that that's not the healthiest thing to do for your hair. So don't necessarily follow me in doing that, but that is what I do, that is what I did, so my hair is short again, I'm loving the look, I'm loving doing new things with it, sometimes it's just fun to have a change. That's really all that's new with me, so let's get into the rest of this episode, because I have some hot things, some good things, and some things that are on a need-to-know basis. First up, what's hot, one story this week and one that combines two of my great loves, fashion and space. Hypebay.com writes, Prada is designing spacesuits for NASA. 
if you guys know me, you would know that this story is perfect for me. So I thought, hey, maybe you guys would be interested too. Let's read a little bit here about what they had to say. Hype writes, Can the devil wear Prada in space? High fashion just got even higher as Prada is designing spacesuits for NASA's upcoming mission. While the luxury Italian brand may seem like an unlikely choice for interstellar pursuits, according to Axiom Space, executive Michael Sufredini said, they actually do several technologically advanced things. Hype Bay writes that Prada will be creating suits for NASA's Artemis III lunar mission, which marks the first ever mission to land a woman on the moon in 2025. The upcoming journey is the first crewed lunar landing since the historic Apollo 17 mission in 1972. Prada will be in charge of crafting the suit's outer layering, ensuring the material is lightweight enough to ensure mobility and flexibility, while protecting the interior from the unforgiving and unpredictable environment of space. This isn't Prada's first time venturing off the runway, as they designed uniforms for the Luna Rosa yachting team in the 1990s. Marketing director Lorenzo Bertelli shares, quote, The suit is a perfect representation of something where you need a holistic approach. We have a lot of know-how and how to package fabrics together to create better mobility. Hype says that imagery of the suit has yet to be released, but stay tuned for updates. Okay, guys, how exciting does this sound? Okay, first of all, a woman on the moon Thank goodness about time. I am so excited. I am slightly jealous. I wish it was me. But one day, Emma, stay optimistic about that prospect. And the first crewed lunar landing since Apollo 17. I'm so excited about this. And what a cool collaboration. Prada designing these spacesuits. They are going to be chic. They are going to have mobility. I really feel like they're going to look beautiful. I cannot wait to see them. I wish I was a fly on the wall for that creative process, honestly, because I can just imagine the creativity going on right now amongst designers at Prada. So cool. What a great opportunity for the brand, which I understand Prada is huge. But guys, we're talking about the moon here. All right, designing a spacesuit to go into space and on the moon. That's just wild. Like Hype said, we do not have pictures yet of these suits. I'm sure they're very much still in the works, but once we do get images, I'll let you guys know my thoughts on them. Until then, I will be patiently waiting to see. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. First up, some content. Content that I've seen a lot of people talk about which for good reason, because it is about one of the most famous families, the Beckhams. It is a four-part documentary series called Beckham, and Netflix says that it chronicles the athlete's early career with Manchester United, his relationship with wife Victoria, and how he's maneuvered through tremendous pressures and complexities, both on and off the pitch. So it really is mostly about him and then also him and Victoria, because she's in it a lot, their relationship is in it a lot, which makes sense because she has been there through so much of his life. But it is one of the better docuseries that I feel like I've seen in a really long time. I thought that it was so well done, 
It gave me a lot of information that I didn't know about David Beckham. It reminded me of some major things that happened in his life. And it's kind of cool to see this and to see him having a perception of what his life has been like. But obviously, we do not know him personally. I don't know, maybe some of you guys know him personally, but I definitely do not know him personally. So getting to see more of his life, getting to hear from him in interviews, getting to watch him watch back some iconic footage of his games, it was really entertaining. And I loved Victoria in it too. I feel like she is somebody that is perceived in a very particular way in the media, like almost being very harsh, especially because of like that rumor drama that was happening with Nicola, making it seem like Victoria didn't like her son Brooklyn's now wife, which I don't think we actually know very much about that situation at all. But all that to say, I feel like it made Victoria seem a certain type of way or come off a certain type of way. But at least watching her in this documentary, watching past footage of her, watching her with David Beckham, at the end watching her with the kids, with the family, it was just kind of nice context to have behind their lives. Which, of course, again, does not mean that we know really anything more about them on a personal level. But the reality is, is that we are obsessed with reality culture. At least I am interested by it. Not necessarily that they're famous, but how they have navigated through the world of being famous. The pressures that come with that, the scrutiny that comes with that if you make a mistake, being, like I said, one of the most famous families. There's a lot that goes into that. And then also, being in the sports world, having such an intense fan base that does decide to either like or dislike you, based on your performance. So that's a whole nother side of it that gets explored. One of the biggest upsets in David Beckham's career, how the public reacted to it, how he then reacted to that, his sort of downfall, but then also his redemption arc, the changes in his careers, the struggles in his personal life, all of that is included in this. And it's directed by Fisher Stevens, which if you guys don't know who that name is, he played Hugo in Succession, which I found to be a really interesting fact. And I don't know if anybody else felt this while they were watching this docuseries. And if you haven't seen it, let me know if you do feel this way. But I felt like it kind of had a bit of a Succession vibe. It was definitely stylized. And it felt like I was really watching a story take place, this dramatic story that happens to be about people's real lives. It was incredibly entertaining. I thought it was incredibly well done. If you have not seen it, check it out. Tell me what you think. I definitely feel like it's one to add to the watch list. All right, guys, next up for what's good, I made a purchase, a cozy fashion purchase. It is a hoodie. It is from the brand Lonely Ghost. Indie Blues brand, if you know who she is. It is the Forever Young hoodie in lavender. It's so cute. On the front, it says, this is all a dream. And then on the back, it says, don't wake me up yet. And then it says, lonely ghosts on the arms. And then, like, I think all their hoodies, or at least most of them, it has the little ghost on the collar of the hood. It's really adorable. They actually re-released this hoodie 
when it first came out I feel like it sold out right away so I was like oh bummer I love that but I can't get it because it's sold out and then it came back and I had to have it I will say I was struggling for a while whether to get the medium or the large because I wanted it to be oversized but I also didn't want it to be too huge so I watched so many videos about people talking about what size they got in Lonely Ghost hoodies, doing a haul of their clothing that they've purchased, and I decided on the large, but then I actually emailed them after I purchased, and I was like, hey, I ordered a large, but I actually would like a medium. Is there a way to modify my order before it gets shipped out? And that was on the weekend, so they didn't get back to me, but then they did get back to me on the next Monday. And they said that there wasn't a way to alter it, but then they could help with either a return or exchange when I did get it. They were actually very nice and very responsive, so great customer support, at least from what I experienced. But then the hoodie did come, and I decided to keep the large, because it does feel like a really kind of perfect oversized hoodie. A lot of the sizes are sold out, but the small and the medium are still available from the time that I'm recording this episode. So if you want to check it out for yourself, twin with me, you can get the hoodie at LonelyGhost.co. Very comfy, very cute. Alright guys, next up for what's good, another fashion item. Not cozy fashion, just fashion fashion. And something that is absolutely perfect for fall, I'm obsessed with this. It is a belted faux leather trench coat. The color is caramel, which is such an ideal color for fall. It is from the brand Avec La Fille. It is so chic. It is unique. It makes any normal outfit incredibly elevated, in my opinion. Like, you could be wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and then throw this coat over it, and immediately, your style sense goes up by 10. I got it from Nordstrom Rack. It's $74.99 which I feel like is actually a pretty reasonable price for a coat like this, which makes sense because it's from Nordstrom Rack. You guys know how much I love it there. It's also really, I feel, the perfect weight. It's pretty lightweight, not super heavy, which is nice because it's a trench coat, so you would think that it would be a lot heavier. But I feel like it also does still keep you pretty warm. And if anything, when it does start to get cooler and cooler, you can just wear something warmer underneath, and I feel like you'll still be good. Like, I feel like this would be really cute with a sweatshirt underneath it, too. You can dress it up, dress it down. Go check this one out, because I feel like it could be a staple in your wardrobe this time of year. Again, it's from the brand Avec La Fille, and it is the belted faux leather trench coat in caramel. Alright, guys, and last up for what's good, your song. This is one that I have been playing on repeat. It feels perfect for this time of year just this kind of vibe within a song incredibly ideal it is called i am not who i was by chance pena as always you can find it on our playlist typically peachy what's good on spotify and now let's get into need to know basis i have a bit of a story time i told you guys that i got my hair cut but what i haven't told you guys yet is that that haircut experience was Less than ideal, I'll just say, to put it nicely. Because I only get my hair cut once a year, I don't usually have a hairstylist, somebody that cuts my hair regularly. 
So a lot of times I'll try new places for that one haircut a year that I get. And I know already some of you listening to that may be like, Emma, that's very risky. We have one person that cuts our hair. We trust that one person. And I used to have a person like that, okay? When I was living in Minnesota, I had somebody that cut my hair. I thought she was amazing. She had cut my hair for years. But then, of course, I moved. And actually, now that I think about it, even when I was living in L.A., I never got my hair cut in L.A. I would always wait until I came back for a break or something to get my hair cut by the one person that I trusted. Because I used to be very, very particular about my haircuts. I was a kid that loved my hair long. So whenever I got even like a half an inch taken off or it felt a little bit different or it didn't make me feel like myself, I would be so upset. So I think because of that, my mom was like, okay, we need to find her somebody that she trusts, that listens to what she wants, all those things. And I think a lot of that particularity maybe had to do with age. You know, I was young at that time, and I'm definitely at least more of an adult now. And I guess what's sort of different about this situation is that during this haircut, I was getting along with the hairstylist, all that. She was super nice. But when she started cutting my hair, well, the first thing that went wrong is that she did not cut my hair evenly on both sides. Like, quite literally, one side of my hair was longer than the other side of my hair. But I just let her do her thing. I was like, all right, I'm sure she'll fix that. And she was like, oh, that actually looks really uneven. And I was like, oh, yeah, it does look a little uneven. Maybe we should just match it up a little bit. So then she started doing that. And then she started working on layers for my hair. And it didn't quite look the way that I guess I anticipated it to look. There just seemed like sort of there was a tiny bit lack of confidence in cutting my hair. And what's interesting is that while it was a frustrating situation, because I mean, of course, if you get a haircut once a year, whenever you get a haircut, you want it to be perfect. You want it to look great. You want to be excited about that. But truly... When all this was happening, when things weren't exactly turning out the way that I thought that they were going to, I was just thinking to myself, this is not really a big deal. Like, it's just hair. It's okay if the layers look a little weird right now. It's okay if you're not totally sure if it's even or not. Worst case scenario, you can go fix it somewhere else. But that would have never been me in the past. I would have been so distraught by the situation. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what has made it so that I kind of just care less about this. Maybe it's because I care a lot more about other things. And don't get me wrong, I do love my hair. And to be fair, it's pretty easy to deal with for me, which I know is not the case for everybody. So you may be hearing this and are like, no, Emma, you do not understand. If my haircut isn't perfect, then it's a complete disaster to work with which I can definitely empathize with that. So I do for sure recognize that I'm lucky in the fact that if my haircut isn't, quote, perfect, I'm not sure that anyone would really be able to tell aside from me. Saying all that, I think it's just that as I've grown up, I've realized that you kind of pick your poison. In that situation, I cared way more about keeping the peace there. I like the hairstylist. We are having great conversation. For the most part, it did seem like she was doing a good job until things went a little awry. 
And while there's a visual representation of things going awry there, I sort of thought about the fact that in everybody's job, you can either make mistakes or do things not as well as you did them the day before or whatever it may be. And I sort of imagined that for her job, it must be incredibly difficult to make a mistake and for people to not get visually and vocally upset about it. And I don't know, I just felt like it was going to be a better situation if it didn't become a big deal. I picked the poison of not having maybe a quote perfect haircut over essentially sharing with a stranger that I didn't love it. And I will say I'm vocal about a lot of things. I'm a podcaster for goodness sake. But I don't know. You guys know how I feel about interacting with strangers. There's something about giving people the benefit of the doubt specifically when you do not know them at all. You don't know what kind of day they're having. You don't know what they're going through, etc., etc. And that's not to say that you shouldn't also be able to speak up if something's happening that you're like, you're really messing up my hair here. But there's always a respectful way to do that. At least I think so. So maybe it's not even picking your poison. Maybe it's not all bad. So what's something nicer than poison? Let's be seasonally thematic here, guys. Okay, pick your pumpkin. Maybe both options are a little bit spooky, but they're not quite so dramatic as poison. So that's my story time. I picked my pumpkin, and I felt pretty good about my decision. Because my hair does still look cute. We ended up getting it to a manageable point in the end. And I didn't get mad, and I didn't get sad. And hopefully my hairstylist didn't either. I think we're all just trying our best. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Pick your pumpkin. Be confident in whichever one you decide. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 